welcome you to another episode of the Real Estate Market Minute. My mission is to help you better understand the latest trends in the U.S. real estate market and share with you my analysis and industry expertise. I want to help you gain an advantage and feel confident whenever you're buying and selling real estate. I'm your host, Mark Salib. I'm a passionate real estate professional advisor, investor, and love what I do. DM me on Instagram at the Salib Group or send me an email if you prefer, mark at the salibgroup.com. How about this? S&MP Case-Shiller. The S&MP CoreLogic Case-Shiller Index says that home price declines may be over. Wow. May be over. For those of you that don't understand, the S&MP Case-Shiller Index tracks the top 10 uh, uh, metropolitan areas in the United States, like the top 10 cities. All right. And then the top 20 as well. And what it does is it tracks these cities for home price uh, declines or gains month over month, year over year. It is one of the most watched indices when it comes to following uh, the national home price values. And basically what it said was that nationally home prices in March were up 0.7% than from a year ago, March 2022. And they nationally increased in March compared to February, 0.4%. And the 10-city composite, so remember, like I said, they track a 10-city composite, that gained 0.6%. And then the 20-city composite, where they take the top 20 and give you a number, that rose 0.5%. So in all instances, we got a year-over-year or month-over-month rise according to the SNMP CoreLogic Case-Shiller Index. But here's the shocker, right? So Craig Lazara, okay, he's the managing director at SNMP uh, DJI, and, and, and he released a statement. Quote, The modest increases in home prices we saw a month ago accelerated in March of 2023. Two months of increasing prices do not uh, a definitive recovery make, but... March's results suggest that the decline in home prices that began in June of 2022 may have come to an end, closed quote. That's quite a statement coming from him uh, to almost declare that it looks as though the declines are over. You know, and they have a lot of industry expertise on this and they go back and they've seen numbers throughout the years and they say, look, two months of increases. I mean, basically what he's telling you is, We've had two months in a row of increases, you know, while it may not be the end of things, but it may very well be, right? And to give you an idea, the 10 city composite, you know, it has LA, New York, and some of these, you know, uh, the 20 city includes Dallas, Fort Worth, Detroit, and all that. And, and, and so when you, when you look at it, you're looking again at the most major metropolitan areas. So this is a big indicator nationally of where things are going because they're taking some of the biggest cities. Um, now, when they do break it down, they get into where the biggest or highest, let's say, year-over-year gains took place. Uh, and, you know, out of the 20-city composites, uh, Miami, Florida, Tampa, Florida, and Charlotte, North Carolina, were the biggest year-over-year gains among the 20 cities in that 20-city composite in March. Uh and it's interesting to see Charlotte there. Charlotte actually replaced Atlanta in third place compared to a year ago. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's it's an interesting movement there in Charlotte. I know Atlanta was always sort of top of my list as one of the cities to, to be looking at this year. And I mentioned that earlier 
Um, but Lazaro goes on to say, quote, one of the most interesting aspects of our report continues to lie in its stark regional differences. So this is very interesting. So now let's get into the different sort of uh, regions, right? He said, quote, the farther west we look, the weaker prices are, with Seattle down 12.4%, now leading San Francisco down 11.2% at the bottom of the league table. It's unsurprising, he goes on to say, it's unsurprising that the southeast, which is up 5.4%, remains the country's strongest region, while the west... Minus 6.2% remains the weakest. So not a surprise. I think, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot is the housing affordability index that the NAR releases, the National Association of Realtors, the NAR. And we see the same data there. I think we see the, the West really just so unaffordable, right? The, uh, that affordability is so bad that it's just hard to keep prices higher. Whereas the Southeast remains somewhat affordable. Actually, it's the Midwest that's the most affordable part of the country. But when something is affordable, you know, it makes it a little easier to buy. But when something becomes so unaffordable, it's harder to buy and it's harder to justify prices continuing to go up if it's already unaffordable for most people, right? So that's going to limit demand. And that's a lot to do with the higher prices and higher rates and that combination. But again, some interesting stuff here. But what struck me was the quote there from Lazara, who's the head chief of that whole thing, and just saying this may be over. The declines may be over. So something to note. All right, that's it for me today. As always, if you have questions or need advice about your situation, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at the Salib Group. Keep them coming. They've been terrific, the questions and comments. Don't forget to leave a rating for the show. And subscribe to help others find the show and be informed and educated about the real estate market just like you. See you on the next Real Estate Market Minute podcast.